Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Alcohol demand is falling demonstrably in Ireland and around the West. It's especially falling out of favour among young people. And yet selling booze, notably whiskey in this country, is an important part of the Irish economy and a source of substantial tax revenue. So far, the government has increased the taxes on alcohol and set a minimum price per unit below which it cannot be sold. There's a big conference being held in Dublin this week. It's for the Spirits Europe Congress and they've plenty to consider. Joining me now in the studio is Chris Swanger, the President and CEO of Distilled Spirits Council of the US. But also here for the European perspective is Ulrich Adam, the Director General of Spirits Europe. Good morning, gentlemen. Good Good morning. morning. Thanks for having us. Uh, I hope you have a great conference. It's a tough sell these days, though, isn't it, to sell spirits, whiskey, vodka, gin, whatever it is, given some of the public pressures that I've just made reference to. Can I start with you, Chris, about those public pressures uh, that, um, you know, restriction on advertising, for example, uh, and minimum pricing units as well? Is, Is that an issue in the States? Actually, uh, in the U.S., uh, consumers have been gravitating to distilled spirits in a significant way. Since the year 2000, we've gained significant market share, uh, certainly uh, against against our beer competition in the U.S., and it's because of the rise of the cocktail culture and all of the above. So uh, it's it's a very, very, very exciting time. Even among young people? Even among young people and consumers have really gravitated to uh, affordable luxury in trading up to premium, ultra premium distilled spirits. So so expensive vodka brands, gin brands and whiskey. Whiskey, American whiskey, Irish whiskey, of course, Scotch whiskey, Japanese whiskey. We don't speak about that Scotch. Product, of course right? not, not. Of course not. Can I bring you in, Ulrich, please? There is an issue in Europe. Uh, taxation is an issue. Minimum pricing is an issue. Uh, and young people falling out of favour with spirits in Europe. I think the picture is uh, is a lot more favourable than than some of these headlines suggest. As Chris mentioned, we have a trend that we call premiumisation, and spirits are the best suited to profit from that trend, and that's what also came out from the Irish figures yesterday. Now, um, it's not necessarily a bad thing if, if if alcohol consumption overall declines, and you know we see it as a trend, as as as, as Chris said, it's we see consumers demanding more of their drink. And and that's why they're looking for spirits and cocktails. And we see that also yesterday, 32% of, of consumption down since 2001 in Ireland. But particularly spirits more resilient and in that premium spirits even more resilient. So the consumer is trying to, you know, drink, drink better, not necessarily more. And that's what we in spirits really um, looking to cater for, whether it's with cocktails, innovative cocktails, but also with a high end spirits. So so that's that's a good news trend. And that's generally what we've seen in Europe. Um, the, 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 the the overall consumption, the volumes of alcohol sold in particularly in Western European markets is stable or falling in the last 20, 30 years. But the value in spirits sold is increasing. Okay. So you can make money. And you can, you know, cater for that demand. It's a, there is a sweet spot um, for everyone because, you know, better consumption culture is also um, a, a harm reduction trend. OK, what would you like to see governments do? Now, obviously, Spirits Europe represents, you know, three dozen countries. Um, what would you like uh, on a Europe wide panoply for governments to do or maybe even the commission to do? I think we need a debate that, that, that there's an acknowledgement of these positive trends that are inbuilt in, in the societal 
economic and demographic setup of, of particularly Western European countries. Consumers are trading up. They want to look for a better consumption experience. They can be trusted. Um, but the, the, the dialogue about alcohol regulation oftentimes sounds far more, you know, um, we need to restrict, we need to punish, we need to increase taxes. But, but, that's but not- you, want, Ulrich, you do understand why uh, th- that dialogue comes from. You understand when governments see their health bill. Exactly. Not, and it's not just for alcohol, it's all, for all sorts of things. They want to keep the harm to their public down. Absolutely. Some countries have major problems with alcohol, uh, and I'm, we're in one, and governments worry about those things. That's true, but it's uh, the, the trend situation is a positive one and it's not a car crash situation to happen we're not we're looking at all the trends all the major harm um, um, trends are going down so we're talking about youth drinking um, um, drink driving um, excessive binge drinking that's all a very pretty consistent figure and we need a proper debate to see how in a positive trend environment you can accelerate these trends and we believe that um, a one-sided sort of say restrict um, increase prices and 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 punish consumers is not necessarily the thing to do. And we've seen last week in Scotland the first report, the evaluation report of minimum unit pricing and its supposed effect on harmful drinkers, and it was devastating. Would you like to see that reversed? The minimum pricing? Um, yeah, we've challenged that in Scotland um, together with the Scottish Whiskey Association um, in the courts, and we are very happy. We're, we're not, you know, we're happy with evidence-based policy making. So what we wanted in Scotland is a proper independent evaluation. That is happening. Last Tuesday, it was shown that it does not have an effect on harmful drinkers. The one effect it had is, is you know, that, that, that harmful drinkers actually needed to save on food because, you know, the, the, you know that the, so that's not the desired effect. We OK, want. well, let's bring back in, Chris. Um, are there states, and obviously there are 50 very different states in the United States, uh, are there states in which they're going down this European road of minimum pricing per unit and um, restrictions on advertising for alcohol, etc.? It's not a trend. Let me just say to... But there are states. There, there are. Uh, the state of Oregon just adopted uh, minimum pricing policy not too recently. Uh, look, getting back to what Ulrich was saying... You know, the unique thing about our industry is we don't run away with problems associated with alcohol abuse. Our industry is fully invested in working with government to prevent drink driving, drunk driving, uh, underage drinking, and promoting responsibility. So that's first and foremost. It is inherent and part of the DNA of our industry. Upholding high marketing and advertising standards as well is a key component to everything that we do. Uh, Just getting back to the positive, uh, Irish whiskey in the United States, it is the third fastest growing uh, category in the United I, States. I read somewhere that it might be set to surpass Scotch sales in the next decade. It's it's trending that way. Absolutely, a very very exciting time. One point three billion, and that creates economic uh, vitality, job creation. Uh, I think in the U.S. market because it's such an important market for Irish whiskey. We've seen you know uh, uh, Irish whiskey go from four distilleries up to fifty. Four distilleries I know uh, that is in the making. So uh, the U.S. market's a very an exciting place for, for Irish whiskey, for well, sure. Well, thank you very much, both of you, for coming in. Uh, Ulrich Adam, the Director General of Spirits Europe, and Chris Swanger from Distilled Spirits of America. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.